Happy New Year, Bury fans. It's been an eventful season so far, but we're having a brilliant time watching our beloved Shakers back at Gig Lane once more. We're looking forward to bringing you more interviews and discussions on the Mighty Shakers in this new year on the Mighty Shakers podcast. Nicely done, Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mike Shakers podcast for the fans, by the fans, and even Ryan Lai is welcome to listen to. Today, you're joined by myself, Will Leach, Armin, and Deck Daniels, and Super Captain Tom Moore. We're going to start off today a little bit different. We're going to do our Shakers shout out first. Our Shakers shout out today goes to the White and Blue Army, just because the last two home games have been absolutely fantastic. Atmosphere's been class. Presswich and Erlen, something else. All the players we've spoken to, always very complimentary of it. And we just want to say, well done, keep up the good work. Today, we are joined by Declan Daniels and Tom Moore. How are you doing, lads? Doing well. Doing well. Just finished work then, so just chilling out now. Yeah, not bad. bad. Yeah, standard day at the office today, work, and then... Bit of gym work and then straight on here. Something we like to ask is, we'll start with you, Deck. What's your first footballing memory? How did you get into football? I've been playing football since I've been about four years old. Started playing like locally with my mates. The Quarry Green, you were called. And ever since then, I've just haven't stopped playing football. Like in and out of like pro teams when I was younger, like that's Everton and stuff. Are you a blue yeah. or red then? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a blue. I'm a blue all the way. So, so is the skipper. That was the first question I asked when he joined, to be fair. But <laughs> 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 are we on the same page, haven't you? Yeah. You what about you, then, Tom? No, I'm a blue. I'm a blue, yeah. So, yeah, I've still got a season ticket, to be fair. So, we're still trying to go there. There's many, many uh, games as a camp, obviously. With the, it's hard, obviously, with, with the three o'clock ones on a Saturday. But when we've got, like, the Sunday games or, like, a midweek one, uh, I try and, get, try and get to them, to be fair. So, I've had it for about, what, coming up to 10 years now. So, yeah. Got to try and keep it as well with the new ground coming on, do you know what I mean? So I've got to see ready for that. But no, like I said, I was there. Just trying try and get to as many as I can. But the main priority is uh, myself at the end of the day. And what about you? How what did you get into football? Like, same with Declan. Really, uh, from a very young age. Just you, you start off playing in schools, don't you? From like when you're like three, four, do you know what I mean? I was always growing up, I was always had the ball at my feet, to be fair. I was obviously a bit like Declan in and off the pro clubs when you're about early and at an early age, like. Six or seven, but then never really like kicked on with, with the pro pro side of things. It was more like it come through the non league, to be honest with you. But all I can remember getting into was just always, like I said, always had the ball at my feet, always playing in school. Whenever I was whenever I was uh, away from school, I was out in the park playing with my mates or stuff like that. Really, all the cliche, really, you could say. Um, but now just all I ever wanted to do when I was a kid really was just play football, and that was it, to be honest with you. You were Everton as well, Anton? Yeah, so when I, I was floating around a few clubs, to be fair, so I started, it was a bit like, it was in and out of Everton for a bit, and then I went to Liverpool. He was just like, 
taking the time to like make a decision. So it was a bit like and it was a bit clicky at the time. So it was a bit it was a bit bit of a weird one. My dad said it was quite funny to be fair because he used to turn off the sign on an Everton kit. I've actually got a picture from years ago when I was there, and I've got like a picture of me Everton kit, a Liverpool with a with a Champions League trophy. So that's a bit of a funny picture to be fair. But yeah, like I said, he was floating around there, had a little spell at like a crew, I think it was, and then. Again, same thing happens, but um, taking quite a uh, quite a while to make a decision, and then I think there was a Blackburn scout, and I think I ended up going there. To be fair, I was quite unlucky with the Blackburn one because my dad said at the time, um, I think the owner died, and they sort of like had to put the money away from it, like the academy side. So I think they ended up having like a big tournament or something. It was like the best, the best of the lot, really. I think when you're a youngster, all you want to do is just mess like mess about and have fun, don't you? So I think it was a bit like. A bit childish at the time, and I was only a kid, like, but just messing about with the other few of the other lads, and unfortunately, I didn't get picked. But then I think, to be fair, you can get a bit um, caught up in the academy side. Things were getting a bit like involved with it all, like they, they nature it a same way, you know, stuff like that. But to be fair, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my journey. To be honest with you, uh, from what I've gone through with like the non-league side side of things, because I think uh, you grow up a, a bit quicker. I think rather than going through the academy, but. Hopefully, Dad will tell you more about that. Wouldn't be in a being a more pro clubs than I have, like later down the line, anyway. Yeah, and I agree with that. You you start growing up a bit more when you're playing. You know, when you go through the Sunday league side of things before you go. If you start growing up like into pro teams too early, you kind of miss the um, the going up with like the Sunday league, going down the rough side of it, enjoying yourself with your mates before it gets too serious. You know what I mean? Because you can get too serious real quick when you're younger. Because um, when you're younger, if you've got a good play, if you're a good player when you're like six or seven years old, you, you all your all your parents want is like, but oh, I want to get them into academy, which is which is fair enough if you're good enough and that. But when you when you're going through the route with your mates all the time, staying with your mates as long as you can before you make that step into the professional side, that that's a more enjoyable route when you're going to football. Because some players go. In the academy all their life, they come out of it really not really liking football because they've just really come out the system and they end up hating football or coming out of it like not 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 knowing really what to do. You know what I mean? So I agree with Tom there. Like, what ages did you lads realize that 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 was it? You weren't making it pro. Or when was that it? I don't know because I I left school and I was at, I was at Sammy when I left school. I never got me a scholarship there, so. I went to Robbie Fowler's college. I thought I was that's when I, st- I moved to a striker. I started playing striker just before that actually, and then uh, I was just scoring. I was scoring loads of goals, and then I ended up uh, playing for the county FA in Liverpool, and we got to the final at uh, in the national cup at Crawley's ground, and I scored in every single game leading up to it except the final. And the one time I never scored in the final, that's when Ipswich Town was watching me. And uh, I ended up going down to Ipswich. I was there for like three years. So I I, I, I thought I was, I had a really good chance of getting there. But then obviously it just didn't work out there for me. Everything's worked out for the best anyway, to be honest with you, I think. I think I'm a better player. I'm a better player than I was when I was at Ipswich. If, if you get what I mean, I understand the game a bit more and I can deal, deal with like different aspects of the game a bit more. You know what I mean? So, but I feel like I've matured a bit, a bit better as a footballer since I've left there. Then, what was it from there in terms of going into non-league? Where? Yeah, that was it. I've, just left, I've left non-league and then it left Ipswich. And then when uh, went to non-league, started bouncing around the teams. To be honest, because I was just a young player, I couldn't really settle many places. I couldn't really settle when it comes down to the the non-league side of things. And I was just chopping and changing teams. To be honest with you, and then. 
I ended up, where was it? I ended up going back to play with my mates for a season, to be honest. I came out in the non-league system and went back to play with my mates just to go back to enjoy myself. Things were going well there and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm back enjoying myself now. I should start stepping up again then. I ended up having, I think I had a, my season where I thought I'm having a good season. It was at Bairsco. Firstly, I played for Bairsco. I had a really good season and uh, I moved to Addent Collieries. Addent Collieries, after there, where did I go? I went after there, I went to Prescott Cables and I'd done all right there, but then, I, I honestly, my memory's terrible. That was only about a year or two ago as well. Then I managed to sign for Erlem at the start of the season, last season, and then this season, it's just been one of the best, best seasons ever. How did you do last season for Erlem? Erlem, I wasn't at Erlem last season. I was at was Prescott last season. Yeah, but I think they were. Um, I think th- I think they were towards the bottom of the table maybe last season. Yeah. And then what about you, Tom? In terms of getting into non-league, where did it start? Uh, where did it start? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head now. Where did it start? Well, to be fair, when I was uh, about 17, 18, it was more obviously a bit different with Tech. Obviously, when he was a he was at Ipswich with through like a scholar and stuff. So when I was 17, 18, uh, just bouncing around non-league, but like I was at Marine for a bit. <clears throat> that was just with the 18s, but then obviously got integrated in the first team, so not really happened with that. Then the f- more I went out to play actually in um, in Sweden when I was when I was 19. Um, so that was a bit of a bit of an experience for myself. Like I was only 19 at the time, like I said. So it was like going from a little bit like a boy to a man. Obviously, you're relying on like you know yourself then. Do you know what I mean? Obviously. Not relying on like your mum and dad to do your cooking, your cleaning, and anything like that, or your washing. So I had to grow up like quite quick over there because it was a bit like, oh, nothing's getting done for me. Do you know what I mean? So it was a bit of a mad one to be fair. So I just played out there, and that was like I said, I felt like when I come back from there, six months playing out in there, played the season there. So I feel like I've um, I grew up a lot. I had a, quite a, a good experience out there, of, like playing wise and. Like I said, growing up and then come back and then come really, like I was a bit like with Tech, couldn't really find my feet anywhere to be honest when I come back. I said I was bouncing around a couple of like lower division teams. Um and then I think where did I go to then? I think uh, I think Witness signed me and then from there I think I just played there a couple of times. And I think I went to be, might have been before that actually it was at Droylston before the uh, before they went under. And then I was quite unlucky to be honest with you, because that, that was in Sign for them on like the back just around Christmas time in 2019, and then come the January, I'm still playing for them. And then yeah. at the time, I had an agent, so he, he sorted me like a, a trial out at Inverness in Scotland. So I went up there for like a, I think it was like a week, I think I was supposed to be up there, and he extended it for a bit. And then he was like, Give me the old the, the green light, basically saying, Oh, yeah, we want to sign to the end of the season. And then, with an option to, if we go up to the Prem, then you'll get a year extensions. It was like, that'll happy days. So I come back down, done all, got all my packing and stuff, went back up, and then it was sort of like taking a while to get to get to like get done. And I kept saying to the secretary, like, what's like the script on that at the end of the day? And he was like, and it was something to do with like COVID and all stuff like that at the time. So it ends up falling through, unfortunately, but it was a good experience there. Like, I think it was on, just like, just training with them every day, doing the warm-ups on a match day. It was like, it was big. We played like, Hibs away in the um, like the Scottish Cup, and it's like 10,000 there. It's like, geez, what's going on here? It's like, I can't, like, I've never, it's all right when you're like, when you go and watch a game and there's loads of fans and that, but when you're actually there and you're embracing it and you're like on the opposition side, it's a bit of a mad, bit of a mad one. So, nothing really happens with that. And then COVID kicked in by the time I come, I come back down. So, I was a bit like, oh, it's killed me that. And then, um, I think that's when I went into witness after that for a bit. And then, in the, I think it was the, the January after that, signed for Connors Key, which for myself personally I thought it was a good move. Obviously, it was 
it was a bit it was pro at the time, so we were in every day and it was a it was good that was a good experience, obviously. Didn't really get any minutes there when I first signed, but then obviously uh, I got an extra day a year on top of my deal in the summer. And obviously I had a good experience of playing in like that the qualifiers in the Champions League and obviously scored in the Europa Conference League as well in the Champions League. So that was a good experience and then I said I couldn't really find my feet there, couldn't wasn't getting any game time or anything like that and then I had a bit of a niggly injury with my knee, so I had to get like an operation and that sort of stuff like that. And then by the time that I finished, it was the t- by the time I had me, the operation come round and done all my rehab the season, I finished then. Yeah, it just was a bit like the world hit me then. It was like, right, okay, I'm not full-time anymore. It's time to get a job. And it was a bit like, oof, life's hit me quite quickly. And you don't realise when, when you're playing full-time, Zach will tell you the same. It just comes around so quick and it's like, Oh my days! Oh, but it me hard. Let me tell you, it hit me hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't realize because you're just in the moment at the time, aren't you? Yeah, no. um, and then yeah, so I have to get a job and all stuff like that. I didn't really have. I was thinking, I don't know where I'm going to go to. I haven't had that much game time. And then luckily, a new Jamie Rainford from Runcorn, um, from being at Witness, he was at Runcorn Linnet at the time, and then he just took, he just took a punt on me, and then yeah, done really well. And just just had a full season there. Obviously, he has a bit of a, there's a bit of a slow burner at the start. Obviously, going back from the knee injury. In pre-season, I ended up uh, first pre-season game we had. I tore, tore my quads and pulled my hamstring within five minutes of playing. I was like, I was thinking to myself, oh, my head was all over the place. I was thinking, can I catch a break here? And then obviously got back in, done all my rehab there, come back and then didn't miss a game. I think I come back in the October and then didn't miss a game until, until the playoff final. And then, yeah, that was really the, the route I've gone down. And obviously Dave then signed me after that for Bootle and then, Obviously, we had a good start with Bootle and all stuff like that. I'm going really well and enjoying my football there. And obviously, things change very quickly in football, as we all know. And then the opportunity to come to Berry, and it was just like, just opportunity. It couldn't really, uh, couldn't really turn out, to be honest with you. Most important question, Tom. Champions League football or gig lane? Champions League, or, Champions League football or gig lane? Yeah. Oh, it's a tough <laughs> one, but I probably... It's a very it's a tough one, but I'll have to go gig because at the time it was in COVID, so you didn't really have the fans there, so it was a bit of a bit of a tough one. But but you know you can't beat gig on a match day on a Saturday at three o'clock. Your damn fans are just ridiculous. It's not I've never experienced anything like that. I've obviously experienced like being on the other end of it as an opposite opposition player, like when we used to when like last season we played Macclesfield. But this is just a completely different level. This is just the support outrageous, and I knew sort of coming in the fan base was quite big, but then. When you sign, you don't really realise until it, yeah, it gets announced on Twitter and it's like everyone's phone, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's ridiculous, your phone blows up. It's just like, it just makes you realise the size of the club and it's, yeah, we might be in the counties, but at the end of the day, it's a league club, isn't it? And it's it's a pleasure to be here. Did you get to come out to the Champions League music, at least? No, we didn't know what my mates were saying that at the time. They were like, uh, are you going to put the Champions League music on? I was like, oh, no, nah, the end didn't end up doing it in the end, which is a bit of a shame, like, but... No, it was a good experience. Like we went out to Armenia at the time, so it's just a bit of a mad one. But you don't really. We was watching the draw, and it was like when you see it on the telly and they're opening the balls. It's, it's it's crazy. Honestly, it was mad. But no, it was a good experience out there. And then with the, the Conference League one, where did we go to? There, I think it was Kosovo. So yeah, it was a really good experience going out there. It's different, different, different footballs, and from from English football, it's all like the little going from like playing in England and then. Playing up against like foreign players, it's it's completely different. It's crazy to be honest with you. How did you both find the step up from youth football into non-league? Because it's quite physical non-league. It's so different to the te- like football you watch on TV. 
So how did you find that step? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a... I came into the non-league when I was about, I think it was 19, 18, 19 maybe. And I went, I think the first team I signed for was Clitheroe. You know what? I started pre-season there and I thought, I thought that was all right. But then if you soon come to realise it's not, it's not, the, it's nowhere near the same football because everything's pretty nice on the floor and everything, everything's like half professional in a way when you play football, when you're at academy level. Soon you come up against a um, thirty-year-old bloody bricklayer, tries to put, put his uh, studs down your Achilles. It's a different story, and I thought I found the physical side hard when I was younger, but because I, I, I was, I don't think I was the size I am now. But as obviously as I played the uh, played more on league games and played obviously played there for a few years now, I, I found it. I'm finding it quite a. Uh, Easier than what I did. Yeah, I'd echo what Dex said there. To be honest with you, that the, the step up's a bit like, like he, like he says there. From youth football, everything's all like on the floor, it's dead pretty, and then that jump to to like men's football, like he said, you, you got like thirty year old fellas just, they, they just they don't they don't care. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's three points on a match day. It's not all about oh yeah, can you play this pass and you do this on the pitch. It's like no three points at the end of the day. I'm I'm gonna do what. What I can to get them. I was a bit in the same boat as deck. The physical side shocked me a lot. I was like, I'm not as big as I was back then. I was quite, quite slight and bizarre for me to be honest. Because it was quite a late developer growing through when I was like 16, 17, 18. It was dead slight. I found it hard to like try and put a bit of size on. But as a, as you get older, you you grow into your body a little bit more. And I felt like I've done that now. And I think I've got a bit more size even to put on now and all stuff like that. So I carry on doing my gym stuff away from away from football to the, give me the best opportunity because especially in non-league you've got to look after yourself and you've got to grow up quick do you know what I mean especially Dech will tell you that obviously it's different for him he's coming up against big strong centre arts but at the other end for me it's like you might come up against like a little tricky fella but then he gets subbed off and a big six foot six fella comes on built like that and it's like oh we are he's going to be throwing elbows lost. so you've got to look after yourself and do you know what I mean so you, like I said you've got to grow up quick and Football doesn't wait around, unfortunately, for you. So I think, like I said, you just got to grow up and do what you can away yeah. from the pitch time, sort of prepare you for that on a match day. This question probably goes for both of you as well, but like for you, Deck, you know, what, what were it, 33 and 26 when you signed for Bury? Yeah. How how big of a decision was it leaving Ireland? Because, you know, you've always got that chance, haven't you, that you can come to Bury and not score goals kind of thing. How much of a... Pressure was that on you when you came in? Well, what you? It, it was. It, it was a tough decision because everything was going right. Everything was going really well for me at the time. When the conversation came came up, found it really hard to think. I was I was in two minds for age for a, for about a week. I was in two minds, not because I didn't want, because I really did want to sign. But then it was just in the back of my mind, saying things are going well. Yeah, that I'm scoring goals. Yeah, whatever just doesn't click for me there. That's what I was worried about a bit because I know. It, it, the opportunity to sign for the club like Berry doesn't come around often and I haven't really had a chance like this to go and sign for the, this big of a club in front of this many fans and I thought I'd have to take that chance and um, it, 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 it was the right decision to make because uh, I've, I've hit the ground running and I'm happy with the decision to be honest with you but it, it, was, it, was, it was a tough one for me because it, I, I was happy there you know what I mean and it it is hard. You know when you've you've had um, quite tough times, I'd say in football, where you haven't settled in teams. 
because I've, I've I have not settled in a few teams in the past, and when you finally got yourself settled and and you're doing well for you're doing well, um, it was really it was a tough decision, but it was the best decision I've made. Now, how much of a relief was it getting that header at Longridge? Oh my god, you don't, don't realise how, how much the relief because. I remember the fake in the first half, the ball got, got passed across oh. the box, yeah. but the ball stopped under me, it rolled under me foot, and it was, I was near enough on the goal line. You know what I mean? Oh, you're blaming it like, on oh. Zach, yeah. Well, I was blaming it. Oh, you're blaming on it on, yeah, the pitch, you're like, lads. So uh, <laughs> it rolled under me foot, and I thought, oh my God, no, I need to make up for this. The relief that went through me when I scored, oh, it was, it was unbelievable. Really relief is as well, I don't tell you that. <laughs> Some other lap as well. You know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not too bad at me heading. To be honest with you, not too bad at me heading these days. So Barry, come calling. Obviously, you're playing for a club. Is it a league above? Yeah, in Bootle. So, what made you come to Barry? It's a, it's a, it's a, it was a hard decision at the time because obviously football we were playing at Bootle under Dave was, it was unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Like we were just bopping teams off the park. But to be fair, when when he come calling, it was a bit like. Right, okay, just scrap everything and just like take the emotion out of it. What's best for myself? And obviously, yeah, there might be dropping down a level, but you got to think the size of the club, the exposure it gives you. It's you're not going to get that anywhere else in non-league. You probably might get it at like say a Macclesfield. And to be fair, it's quite a funny story. Dave started to sign me at Macclesfield, and I said no at the time, which I was looking back at the end of the season, thinking should I have gone, should I? But I was thinking, is that an opportunity for the club of that? That statue to, is that going to come round again? And then when obviously Dave went and told me he was he was, he was going, I was a bit I was a bit gutted at the time because obviously like I said we had a good squad there. Like I said the football we were playing was, was was top, but then obviously like I said it's once it took the emotion out of it and like looked at it looked at it as a, a bit of a wider scale. It was a no brainer at the end of the day because obviously like I said the exposure it gives you playing in front of that many fans. And obviously if you can stay obviously with Betty for. Even if it's the next couple of years, do you know what I mean? Obviously, this club's got no ceiling at the end of the day. Obviously, at the end of the day, they want to be back in the league. And my goals are trying to obviously try and break that bracket and try and get into the into the league if I can. Obviously, it's obviously we all know Zach knows as well. Obviously, how tough it is to do that because obviously there's that many players out there who want to become professional footballers. And obviously, that is trying like I said before, to try and do as much as much as I can away from football to try and obviously time. Narrow the gap for that, um, sign out me on the pitch. But like I said, going back to obviously the decision, it was a no brainer at the end of the day. And obviously, it was a bit like I'm a starting again because obviously, like I just we just got settled with the with Bootle with the team and stuff like that. We like I said, we were playing nice football, and then it was a bit like you're starting again. Obviously, it's it's meeting new players, it's all you don't realize when you move teams, it's hard. Are you going to settle into the squad? What? What are the what are the other lads like you've you've been here? The fans gonna take to you. It's there's a lot of lot of aspects that come into play when obviously you sign for a club of this size, especially. But now I feel like when I first come here, like same as Zach, I feel like I hit the ground running and I settled in quite quickly. And obviously within a couple of weeks, I was given the armbands, which was a bit a bit surreal at the time. So now I'm just t- taking it into my stride as much as I can and uh, doing as much as I can on the pitch and. Like I said, just to sign up the team as much as I can as well and try and get us off to this league because this is the main the main goal for this season. So how high do you think both of you can go, like carry on playing? It's well to be fair, obviously you've you've seen it obviously the last few years, how many non-league players have come have come through and gone into the league, do you know what I mean? Not just Premier League, obviously you've got the the obvious ones with like Jamie Vardy and all stuff like that. So 
it can be done at the end of the day. And obviously, he didn't really start it in the ground running like into the leagues till he was about, what was it, 28 or something like that. And then he ends up playing for England. So that chance is always there if you can apply yourself correctly on and off the pitch. Because at the end of the day, it's, it is hard. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's, you've just got to take it game, game by game, do as much as you can away from away from the pitch. Like I said, I try and do as much as I can with nutrition and all the gym side of stuff. And so it's it's a bit of a difficult question because like, obviously if you could stay, you could it could be one or two ways to be fair. You could stay with Berry and you could try and get up in the league, go through the non-league and get them back in. And that could be your level. But I just want to play to the highest level I can do. And if whether that be a couple of leagues above, whether that be in a league or whatnot, I, I, it doesn't bother me. I just want to play at the highest level I can, to be honest with you. Well, you know what? You know what? As a striker, if you're scoring goals, like... Like I've been scoring goals. There's opportunities there because teams are always looking for strikers who can score goals. Because the more you go up the leagues, you're finding an harder and harder to find goal scorers. So I think as a striker, if you're doing well scoring goals every week, week in week out, the more you if you keep on making your going up the leagues and doing exactly the same, or I think you've got a really good chance of getting getting picked up. Maybe at this league, I don't know. I'll I'll I'll. How many teams are watching, like pro professional wise? But I'm not really focusing on that at the minute. But in a few years' time, if I'm still doing what I'm doing now, scoring goals, and if when Berry are up the leagues, maybe maybe that'll maybe that's the way forward. And I, I'm not writing it off, like, but I'm not I'm not focusing on it. I, I hope I hope hopefully I carry on scoring goals, and maybe maybe things things like that can happen. I think it goes back to that one as well, though, with the exposure of what Berry can give you as well. Do you know what I mean? So. If you're playing for a club, for example, obviously I'm not going to obviously disregard any of the teams in the league. If you're playing for, like, example, like an Ireland for Dex example, there, they're not getting as many fans as what we are. So that exposure of having four and a half thousand fans on a Saturday, there's going to be people watching because obviously you've got it. You're not only dealing with what's on the on the pitch, you're dealing with what's around you as well with the crowd because that can have an effect. And I've, I've seen that, and we're being here, but teams do go under, like. For example, I seen it at AFC Liverpool the other week. Um, some young lads just just, just can't handle it. It's, and if we can use that to our advantage, then it's only going to make us as a team better, and, and even as an individual. Yeah, make you more experienced in front of like yeah. that. When you go up the leagues, if you obviously if we get a chance to, obviously whether it be with Berry or not, you're going to have more and more fans the more you go up the league. So if you can sort of get that experience at this level already. You know, come a couple of if you do end up moving away or you stay at this level, you know you can deal with you can deal with that and you can handle yourself with with that that type of pressure. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like I said, it's a uh, there's no ceiling to this club, and uh, like I said, from my point of view, I it's whether it be at Berry or it be at another club, it, I just want to play at the highest level I can do and do my best. Just going to go back to your point of about the captaincy. How did that come about? Was in with the gaffer call you in. How did you feel? <laughs> well, to be fair, it was like I said, like I said before, it was a bit surreal at the time because I didn't really expect it. Obviously, I just joined. I've been there. I think it was two and a bit weeks. Not. I don't even think it was that. To be honest with you, but I think we had a we had a discussion over the just before it happened. Um, basically, because obviously when Dave and the the staff come in, they were gonna sort of pick their captain at the time. They didn't really know how to go about it. So we he basically he basically said obviously. Because the way the clubs ran, it's all fan-owned, isn't it? So, obviously, the fans choose obviously who's on the boards and then the boards obviously choose the manager. So, we thought, well, 
what a white, a white can't do with sort of that way and give the players a bit of responsibility. They think who's the he should be the leader. So he put a he put a group text out and just basically said if um if you just give us three names, your top three, who you think would be good for captain, and then yeah, I, I, I was literally I was just I was only in Tesco. I was in Tesco at the time, just and then Dave rang me and I just went. And I say, even he was like, all right, mate, you're okay. And I'm like, yeah, not bad. And he's just like, so I'm speaking to him, I'm speaking to Tom, I'm speaking to the captain of Betty. And it's like, yeah. well, I didn't really know what to say, to be honest with you. It was rich speeches at the time. And then obviously, it's a bit of, it is a big responsibility, do you know what I mean? And I think I've relished it from, from what the time of being captain here already. Uh, and I'm enjoying it. It's good to have that, that pressure on your shoulders, to be honest with you. It's because obviously the fan, what the fans expect and not the size of the club as well. But, no, just enjoying it. And it's a it's a different responsibility because I've never I've never been a captain anywhere to be honest with you. From what obviously the the what Dave said and, and in his interviews and stuff like that, obviously the, and about the the lads of obviously from getting voted as the captain, you can sort of like get a feel from what the players are saying. They obviously think you're a leader in some way, shape or form, whether I think that or not. But I don't know. It's just the way I think I apply myself. But I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a privilege to be the captain. I can't I can't lie, especially the club this size. Well, last time we had a scouser as our captain was eighteen nineteen season. Neil Dans and he ended. Yeah, up I played with I played at that with Danzy as well at um at Connors Key when he was there for this for the short period. Yeah, so I know him quite well to be fair. So I, I remember there seeing seeing that stat a few weeks ago actually, which is a bit of a bit of a mad one to be fair. Right, so moving on to what you thought of the season is promotion. The goal is promotion. What we're going to get? Yeah, I think personally that's what we should be aiming to do. The club decides. I think that what we've got in that dressing room is not even a patch on what the, what this league is. That everyone in that team can play the league above, maybe the league above that as well. So we should be running away with it. Obviously, football's not always that easy at the end of the day. So I think the the main goal is to win the league. I think if we just carry on the momentum we're on at the moment, I think it's three on the bounce we've won now. I think when I think we we had I think previously a couple of games ago things like we had eighteen league games I think eleven eleven of them were at home so I back us to to win every one of them home games especially with the fans behind us because I think especially on Boxing Day I think with that many fans it, it can intimidate obviously teams like I said before and with them behind us the noise they can make and generate on that side can just only help us to push on and obviously. Like like most of the lads have said in the dressing room, they're like the twelfth man there. So it's like did you try because every time when I do the toss, I'm like second half got to kick the other end. And obviously because people are thinking, do we ever do we ever get like a a kick off here? My dad knows because I want us to kick the other way. Just so obviously because it's all down that end most of the time. Like I remember yeah. saying to me interview when I scored down the other end, it was a bit like the time wish it was down the other end. But no promotion is without the without a doubt the goal this season. Um. I don't want to be going into any playoff games. I want to be my aim as a as, as obviously a player. I, I want to be winning stuff. Obviously, that was the main reason of coming here as well as to to get this club uh, out this league. Yeah, yourself. Just going off what Tom said, I I agree with. We've definitely got to be going for the the promotion, and I think we will. To be honest with you, because like like Tom said again, um, the the players we've got in that dressing room is more than enough to win that league and the, and the league above definitely and uh, I feel like promotion is definitely the number one target for us and I think it'll happen I'm conf- I'm very confident in our team and I'm confident that the fans are there behind us pushing us on every week <laughs> we will get the promotion oh, yeah. Tom how do you find obviously you've played in the league above and we've had a 
few people come on and say Northwest counties it's so much that so you don't have enough spe- like time on the ball and it's a lot harder to play the football you're trying to play whereas the league's a bull you can actually get the ball down and play some football how have you found that? Yeah it, hopefully it, coming dropping down league I, I it is hopefully you think it's just going to be not going to be a great standard obviously it, it's more how effective can you be at this level and it's you've just got rough and ready people who just they're not more what's the way to set out how can I say it they're not tactically they're not tuned in as much as what the teams yeah. are in the league above like some teams will just in the league above might just like set set up a certain way to like for example it could be like setting up as in like a four four two, and it's like right we'll show them down this side and keep them on this side all the time don't do anything else but with this league it's like you can either you can You've seen it probably this season. That's why I think with the results that when day first coming, it was a bit like up and down. It was a bit sometimes we were bopping teams off the pitch. Sometimes it was like we were under the cosh. It was a bit it was all up in the air. I think like I said, it's, it's how effective can you be? I think at this level, I think like I said, it's being just tactically aware more more than a league above. I think because I think especially with pitches as well, that makes a massive difference. Obviously, coming into my first league games, Chad's in the way, and I was a bit like, oh, what's going on here? My head was a bit like, oh, this is a bit different, you know what I mean? Obviously, you can't, but you can't think that at the time. You're just like, it's both, it's both the same teams at the end of the day. But no, I think it's more being tactically aware of the difference in this league. Like I said, you might just have a striker who you might just like play on one side and let you have the ball. But then in this league, it's like, they're not bothered to just run straight yeah. at you. They're not really thinking about behind them. Yeah, they're just running straight at you. I just played there and it's on the other side then but as like I said being tactically aware you wouldn't do maybe a, a, t- a league a, a play in the league above might not do that Hopefully, I hope Deck doesn't do that anyway <laughs> running at running defenders <laughs> um, no I think yeah it's just that being tactically aware I think it's the difference and uh, the way to go for with that one we had obviously Ollie Jepson on her a few weeks back the predictions that we've had never go too well Ollie Jepson said we were going to beat Skem 7-0 and then, obviously, lost two one. But we have to make a prediction because if you say we're going to win, it looks like we're going to get beat. <laughs> oh God! Ollie also told how many goals did he say we're going to score this season? Twelve, he said. Yeah, he said twelve. Yeah. How many he's going to score? Did he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's on wow. at the moment. I think I've one got one. He's coming his debut, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Probably. I think, he's got, got... I think he's got a bit excited there, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I think he's got to score one a game now to get that record. <laughs> To be fair, he's he's in the box. He should be scoring more. And I, even with myself, I think we we need to be scoring more set pieces. And I'm obviously we scored from one um, against AFC Liverpool, and then obviously I scored the one at a, a press switch. But I think with the with the height we've got in the squad, obviously myself, Briggsy, Jeppo, Tech, I think we're more than capable of scoring more set pieces. And I think I think with Jeppo as well, obviously with him being like a header and kicker kind of centre half. I think because he, he enjoys that side of getting stuck in, putting his head where it hurts. It doesn't blame me that he goes for like 12 goals, honestly, because obviously with his heading's a really good like attribute of his, do you know what I mean? So I think he, I wouldn't blame me if he got a few more this season because I'm set, I keep saying to him he's due one because otherwise I'm going to catch up to him and I'm just going to overtake him and he won't like it. <laughs> so go on then, predictions for Saturday. Let's let's be brave. Let's What are you going for? Not less than three points. I think we'll win, but it's just by how many. I think obviously it'll be a tough game, obviously, but with the pitch and stuff like that. But like I said before, it is gonna for both teams at the end of the day. I'm gonna go three 0 three 0 to us. Jeppo scoring all three. 
I was about to say the same. <laughs> no, I'm going to back me number nine. I'm going to say Deck's going to get two, and I think Skaz is due one after the other day. So I think Deck and Skaz, Deck two, Skaz one. I was going to say I was I was stuck between two nil and three nil, but if you're saying three nil, I go two nil. I go two nil, and I say me and Briggsy again. You'd have to back yourself there. I was going to give you some there if you weren't going to back yourself. <laughs> I'm playing these like scouts teams. Like, do you do you lads know them all? Oh, I, I don't know half of them. I, know, I don't know them all. I, I know some of them. You might know the odds one, but I don't really know most of them. To be fair, yeah, I know most. I know a few in most of the scouts teams in our league. I think I know a. Uh, I know a good few. A good few in each team. To be honest with you, so I make it harder, easier to play against them. You know what? I've played against them and with with. With some of them, you know what I mean. Fifty percent of them, I've, I've played against them in the in in the leagues before because I played I played around on league a good few years now. So I've either played with them or against them already. So I'm kind of used to it, but it's I can't like it. Something new that we're gonna start doing. On this episode so obviously we've got two of these on today so we can do a bit of a quick fire quiz so okay. we'll do a best of three <laughs> first person to say the answer you'll get a point well, so, it, it goes a bit it goes a bit slow through the camera <laughs> don't be making excuses now <laughs> <laughs> right so first question when oh, was God. Berry F founded 1985 what was that Tom 1885 there you go. That's one point for Tom. <laughs> oh God! What did you say? I, I said no. I said eighteen eighty four. Keep that clipping. <laughs> Second one. This is quite an easy one. How many FA Cups has Berry FC won? Two. Two. Who are we giving it there, Will? Oh, I'll give it deck. Title yeah. one all. Yeah. All right. Right. So the last one. You should be able to get this one. So, so in 1903, Berry got the biggest win in an FA Cup final, which was 6-0 against Derby County. Yeah. The team has recently matched that. Who was it? City. Yes. Against Watford, yeah. Yeah, against Watford. Zach's like that on his phone now. Who did he play? <laughs> oh, no. oh, I'm terrible at these quizzes, me. It's a well, <laughs> yeah, we'll finish it off with a quick fire one and it's not... It's not challenging this one. It's straight up answers. So we want it basically. We'll start off. We'll go Tom first, then Deck. First of all, who's the best player you've played with? Best player to play with. Ooh. Deck dying to say him. I know that. I can tell by his face. <laughs> best player to play with. Off the top of my head, I'd probably say Danzy, you know. I'm not just saying because of that, because the, with the Betty connection, I think. When he when he first come in, I was a bit like, "Oh my word, he's a, he's a joke." So I'll probably say Danzy to be fair. What me? Yeah, best player you've played with. No, what? It's hard to got to be Tom Lawrence. Oh, Wait, Dave, what, what are we saying? What are we saying? I'll be saying um, I'll be saying because I don't think I played in a game with them, but I've trained with them. You know what I mean? A, a good few times. I don't know what yeah, we're, tra- we're, training's fine. Yeah, I'd say David McGoldrick or Tom Lawrence. It's either one of them too, because they were a joke. Next one, 
Who was the biggest liability on the Christmas day? Biggest liability? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I, mean, I missed it. Oh, biggest liability. Oh, that's a <laughs> tough one, Matt, you know. <clears throat> what are we saying in terms of liability, though? Like, how, 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 how can you, you put that in a bit more context for me? Future <laughs> many. Yeah, worst drinker, future many, sneaking off, bad dance moves. We got some bad gear. Harry Wright's bad got some bad gear. Probably that's just the way he is on the aisle. Gaz Pete's a bit of a cannon, but he's funny with it. That's the thing. Yeah, he's funny with it. There wasn't many bad ones to be fair, but I'd probably say them too. I'd say Harry for bad gear for what he what he just wore on the night out. And then I'd probably say Gaz, just because he's a cannon. But I love him for it. <laughs> and obviously that you you missed that one. Um, yeah. So we'll start off with you this time, Deck. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi, any day of the week. I feel like you can watch Messi all day, and he'd put on a show for you, even if he's even if he's not even playing playing well. You'd love to watch him. The things he does on the pitch is unbelievable. But obviously, I'm not saying like Ronaldo can, but he, Ronaldo's a game winner. He's a goal scorer. But Messi can just do some mag magical things on the pitch. You know what I mean? Tom, yeah, Messi. Tom? Yeah, it's got to be Messi all day, Anna. It's just echo and what Dex said there. It's just, he can do everything, can't he? He's, like you said, he can put a show on for you. Think Ronaldo, he's, he's, just a, he's just an athlete, isn't he? He's just a goal scorer. Hopefully, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him. But I think the things Messi can do with a football is just out of this world. It's just it's ridiculous. I was having this conversation with one of my mates the other day, I think. He must in his brain everything must be like a couple of seconds slower because he just sees things that you can't even even dream to imagine what he sees on the pitch. It's like pulling passes out of nowhere. And you think, how does he even? You can't even see it. He's yeah. sometimes not even on the screen when when you're watching it. You think, how is he playing that pass? And it's like, but it's just, yeah, I've got to go Messi all day for me all day. I've had no one say Ronaldo yet. <laughs> I'm a United fan who will though. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we don't know many of them, so we're all right. That's good. <laughs> um, what's your favourite away ground? And then what is the worst away ground? And that can be any any level, your shout. Uh, that we played in? Yeah. yeah. I've played in a couple of stinky ones, like I can't lie. Colin's a bad one. That's like on a hill. That's, that's terrible. Rami's is terrible. They had that a few, we played there a few years ago for Linux. And it was, that was bad. I'm going to say Cone, because when I first signed, I was like, have these played Cone away yet? Because I am dreading it. But then the, I was buzzing when I found out that, that we had, so it was like, they're happy days. So I'd probably say that's the worst one. Best for played one, best to play that. Obviously, you've got to say the obvious one's gig, but apart from that, I've had to choose another one. That Armenian National Stadium when we played in the Champions League away, that was just that was outrageous. That. It's just, it was just, when you walked down the tunnel, it was moody, but you'd had all like, Pictures of like players who played there. I think it had like pillows on one wall, you had like Mikatarian on one, the other. I was like, oh my days, this is ridiculous. So that was that was a good one. Pitch was a carpet as well, which makes everything 10 times better. But so I'll probably say Colin's the worst, and then that Armenian National Stadium is probably the best, apart from Gig. I'd say my best away ground I've, that I've played that was South Shields. South Shields was really good, to be honest with you. Um, they get loads of fans there themselves, and the pitch is unbelievable. It is a fair, fair bit away, to be honest with you. It is an absolute trick, but I enjoyed playing there. Uh, the worst one, I've just been thinking then to myself, I've played in some 
bad pictures, but I, I'll probably say Remy's got to be down there. Like, Remy's not really the best pitch to go to, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd probably say Remy. Not, lads. I've never played. They only played them Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll probably say Remy's my probably the one of the worst at the minute. I don't know what it's like at the start of the season, like, but I've always played it when it um when it's being a bit cut up. You know what I mean? I might have to change my answer then after Saturday if he's saying that. Yeah. Get you on next week then. We'll ask it again. <laughs> if you could have one dish for the rest of your life, what would it be? Can't go wrong with a steak. I do love a steak. Can't beat my can't beat a steak. Uh, how do you have your steak done? Oh, how do I have it done? Oh, uh, yeah. medium there all day. Yeah. Any of others just criminal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably say a full English. That you know, that is a solid shot. We've got a bit wow. safe there, though. I reckon. No, I don't know. Safe, I just think of all is just you can't beat it, can you? I love them, Tom. You've actually already answered this, but worst dressed at the club. Oh, Harry Wright, he's out of the week. He wore a pair of Timberlands to go out in steel toe caps. I'm thinking, nah, not for me, that mate. Not for me. Probably no. won't let me saying it, but you've got it, haven't you? You've got it out. It's terrible, honestly. Yeah, that and some baggy jeans and like this mad jacket but obviously it is the way, the way he dresses obviously everyone's got their own way they dress like but I think most of the lads had a little popper on do you know what I mean so no I'll probably say Harry to be fair I'm yet to see what Dex is like but I'll say Harry <laughs> I agree probably say the same I, I haven't really many, seen many uh, you'd have to agree <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen many of the lads go out yet but what they wear but I've already seen Harry I knew Harry because he had Ipswich with me. I had done my scholarship with Harry at Ipswich. So I already knew what he was like. So I'd say Harry. Was it Benito um, we had on that said Jeppo? Yeah, Benito said Jeppo, oh, yeah. 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 Jeppo. Oh, yeah. To be fair, he went a bit safe, Jeppo, to be honest with you. That's probably why. But I'd probably say Harry, me. It's just not me all over. Heads yeah. are totally not for me. Yeah. The bomber jacket, the jeans, boots. <laughs> just says it all, do you know what I mean? So I'd probably say Harry for me. Like, Sorry, um, <laughs> if you had to choose one teammate to score a penalty to save your life, who would you pick? I'm sitting here, you know, Tom. I score penalties. Yeah, really missed the other day. Oh no, because he knows where I go. That's why. That's why. I'm <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to say Sam Burns. Right, I think he's really cool and collective when he's, especially when we play Rami away. He thought he. He took his penalty well there. But, oh, do you know what? There's a couple there, you know. A couple of good penalty takers, you know, to be fair. I'm not saying you, Tech, cause, just because that penalty on Saturday, lad, I can't give it to you. So I'm saying Sam. Out of order. You can't pick yourself. You know what? I reckon Harry Wright, you know. I don't know. I've just yeah. got... You know I mean, what? Yeah. I'm going to go for a mad one, yeah, because I, I know how we can strike a ball. Harry's, strike, Harry's technique of a football is up there, probably one of the best in the team, to be honest with you, the way he can strike a football. And I'll, I'll put, if he can strike a football, a penalty like that, then I reckon, he, I reckon him, to be honest with you. Just make sure he takes it before he finds out you've been calling his gear, like, Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I had to back him up there just before he starts. Yeah, the goal box there, aren't you, lad? <laughs> Last one. Rank these three in order of hardest to easiest. So nine dart finish, a one four seven, or a hole in one. Oh my God, I was literally talking. We were like, in my, I've got another football group chat, and we were talking about this two days ago. And I, I said it's definitely the one four seven, nine darter, and then a hole in one. Third, I think the only one you can easily fluke. I think a nine's art is very hard, but I think with the right skill set, you can 
You can what, four sevens mm-hmm. tough, isn't it? Like it is. that, you've got to, there's that many balls on the table, you've got to clean up, haven't you? Yeah. Without someone. And then but it's the white ball's got to bloody got to get in there uh, in yeah. the right position every time. You know I mean? You've got to have serious skills to do one four sevens. Playing two before and it's so hard. Yeah. Like when you play pool and stuff like that, anyone can play pool. You can go the boozer with your misses and you can have a game of pool and she'd probably be all right. But getting on a snooker table, it's not happening. You know what yeah. I mean? Standard. Yeah. I'll probably say the same as Dech, yeah. I'd say one four seven nine that's a hole in one. I've nearly had an all in one before as well, so I'd probably say that's probably the easiest. So thanks for joining us. No problem. It's been a pleasure to have you both on. And yeah, hopefully we get the win on Saturday and go on to promotion this season and we'll see you all at Island Man oh yeah Island Man's coming up soon yeah that'll be, that'll be a good trip that no can't wait appreciate we it we did a thing where we said we said that if Barry aren't top early by the time we go then I'm going to go in fancy dress so oh. don't let me down let's <laughs> <laughs> try our best let's try our best don't worry. don't worry we'll do it what was right. Benito's Benito said he was going to do something as well didn't he yeah so Benito said for every he said he'll score I think he's on 12 now, so he said it by Island Man, he'll be on 18. And for every goal he's under, he'll do a shot with us at Island Man. <laughs> that injury's absolutely killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to throw anything in there as well, <laughs> you just want to take a bet with us. How, how, long, how long have we got till the Island Man one, is it? I reckon we've got about six a games, month. seven games. Six games. Oh, no, I'll, I'll do it. If we have any 40 goals, I'll, I'll, I'll whatever I'm under, I'll... Down pints. What are you on now? 39. 37. <laughs> I'll go, yeah, I'll, on. I'll go from now. So, how many games have we got up until the Island Man? What is it? If you can find that out. Yeah, I'll have a look. I haven't done it. Right, so Isle of Man got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's in. It's the eighth game from now, so seven more games game. played. I'll say we'll have five out of eight clean sheets. And if whatever I'm under, I'll have shot. I'll have how many shots on that air. Uh, All right, that's a deal. Yeah, we can do that. I get to pick the shot though, because I'm not great with shots. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be sours. It's got to be. Oh. A I'll have percentage. baby Guinness. We'll do that. We'll do a baby Guinness. Yeah, we'll let you off. Yeah, we'll do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, lads. Thanks very much. Thank you very much for getting us on. Thanks for joining us. See you Saturday. See you later. See you later. See you later.